This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Paul Pierce is now playing the forward for you. He's guarding LaVoy Allen here. Clock down to 9.07 to go in game six. Lou Williams for Drew Holiday. Turns the corner, drives in traffic, scoops it up, and in. Sixers have their largest lead. Up by eight and counting. Split the defense then. Somebody should have been there to take that charge. Celtics have scored 18 points in the last 13 minutes. Now, see, that's the kind of analysis you got on the radio that you don't get from Hubie Brown right. or Chris Webber on the television side. You know how you know our show has made it, Callahan? Cedric Maxwell joins us on the AT&T hotline, AT&T 4G LTE. Good morning, Max. How are you? Bother me up, big fella. Just put the put the bother on me. That's good. <laughs> hey, what are we watching here with this basketball team? I mean, the, the lack of consistency is maddening. And if I'm Doc Rivers, the part that would really piss me off is the things that aren't being done are things that you can choose and decide to do, such as the pace of play, the spacing, where KG finds himself in the, in the paint, and how Rondo does or does not run the show. It's not just a matter of missed shots. It's guys just not playing the way he wants them to play. That's got to be driving him nuts. Well, I think that it's a little bit of both. I think one of the things that's happened right now is that um, they have allowed uh, Elton Brand to turn this into um, a probably would be roller derby because he is knocking KG and hitting him at every opportunity. And, I mean, you're talking about some of these fouls now are starting to be a little excessive where you grab the guy around the head and they're not making those calls. Kevin does seem like he's getting a little frustrated right now. Uh, I think those calls will probably be even out a little bit more at home. Uh, The consistency has to be there. But as you guys both know, this series basically should be over by now. Mm. If you had taken care of business in Philadelphia in the game before last, I think it was the fourth game or third game, fourth game there, and you were up by 18 in that game, um, that was a game that you should have won and closed it out here in Boston when you won your last game. So, you know, Philly's playing with house money, and uh, anything can happen in the seventh game, but I like the Celtics' chances here in Boston. You know, Max, I don't know how much access you have to the television monitor or the broadcast we see. Did you see Paul Pierce smack Rondo upside the head during a timeout? I did not see that. Somebody said that that happened and uh, said Hubie Brown or somebody said that it was a flare-up between Rondo and Paul Pierce. Well, not really. Uh, They were sitting on the bench side-by-side, and Rondo wasn't looking at Paul, but Paul was looking at Rondo. And I think he was saying, let's go, come on, let's go. And there was no response from Rondo. They sort of popped him in the back of the head, and even then Rondo didn't look his way. So what do you think that's all about? He's not liking the way the guy's running the the show? Probably, I tell you, probably was a little much to do about nothing. Uh, and the fact that both those guys got on the plane, they sat there, they talked, and they were laughing. So I didn't see that. I heard about it later on, mm. but I didn't see that. So I'd say much to do about nothing. What What was wrong with Rondo last night, Max? I mean, we 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 point out that he could. He's one guy who can take over a game, and it almost seemed like he chose not to. He chose not to force the action, to drive, to get to the rim. I mean, he you know he had what do you have, like hit one outside shot. Uh, had had a triple single, as we pointed out. Didn't even get to double digits in assists. 
Can you, when you're watching them play a game like that, can you put your finger on what exactly is wrong with them? Hey, one of the things that happens is that they're playing without Avery Bradley. And look, we didn't look, we didn't think Avery Bradley was this kind of player at right. the beginning of the year, but he he became a uh, uh, very important piece for the Celtics. Uh, you're talking about the shoulder right now popping in and popping out. They don't know if he's going to play anymore. But when he's playing with Rondo, he moves so well without the ball that Rondo's able to get those assists. And also, I think even bigger, defensively, Rondo does not have to play the tougher guard. Yeah. Because Avery is out there taking. So what you're doing is he uses that other energy he has on the defensive end, and it might take away from what he does offensively. Ray struggled yesterday moving his feet. And, you know, it might be the ankles, uh, you know, something like that is going with him. So he has to play. I talked to him on the plane, and he was making, he was telling me about maybe a couple calls that he didn't get and he felt didn't go his way. And he did get some calls that didn't go his way, but he has to play with a lot more consistency. And if he doesn't, where do you turn? They really have no offense off the bench, do they? Other than Petrus hits an occasional three, but other than that, there is no offense, no guy coming off the bench to save the day. Well, I had I had a green T-shirt under my regular white Ooh. shirt yesterday, just in case Doc needed to pull the trigger and you know say <laughs> need somebody in. Well, I, I'm pretty sure Iverson was ready to come and play uh, for for Philadelphia. So what the hell? You're right. But I, I think one of the things that Doc Rivers is going to have to do is he's going to have to find a way. And there are guys right now who are hurting out there. Uh, you know, you can see that if you've gone down the depth charts and going to Ryan Hollins, and Ryan Hollins is statistically one of the worst rebounders in the NBA, but did a good job yesterday. That's how far down you are on your depth chart. Uh, Steensma is hurting right now with his foot, uh, plantar fasciitis. So at this time of the year, guys are just kind of falling, falling apart, and Doc Rivers is going to have to make a man someplace to find some scoring off the bench or, or something else has to happen. Uh, you know, and maybe even Marquise Daniels, a guy who hasn't played that much, he might be an integral part in the Ooh. in the series. That's now, scary. Now, granted, Kevin Garnett scored twenty last night and came alive toward the end of the game. But what does it mean from an X and O standpoint, Max, to the Celtics' offense and how it functions when KG all twenty of his field goal attempts were taken from twelve feet or outside? He averaged seventeen feet on every one of his twenty field goal attempts. What does that mean to the offense? That means that Elton Brand was tagging him. And that means that he is that they, he was outside the painted area. Kevin Garnett is more devastating on the inside. Mm-hmm. He gets that ball on the box. Then guys cut off of him. He gets higher percentage shots. They have to either go to the officials or Kevin Garnett has to, you know, go to Elton Brand's ass. One of the two <laughs> has to happen because if they're going to win in, in the next game, Kevin Garnett has to be big. And he's been the best player the Celtics have had this year and probably the best player in the playoffs. But in these last couple of games, they have allowed Elton Brand to wrap Kevin up, and it seems to be Kevin is going further and further out in the paint. You know, I thought the uh, Sixers struggled a little bit with the pressure, Max. They didn't hit their free throws. They couldn't hit a three. Uh, it builds Saturday night in Boston. They're on the road. It's a it's a big game, Game Seven. You think this team? You think Philly's up for like having a good game offensively under that kind of pressure? Well, it's going to be a lot of pressure on them, and I'm, I'm sure the Celtics fans are hoping it doesn't. But hell, you're playing with house money. If yeah. I'm Doug Collins, right. this is the easiest game I've ever coached in my life because I'm like, guys, nobody expected us to be here. 
Right now, nobody expected us to make the playoffs. And we're right now a game away. All we have to do is go in and break somebody else's party up, go out and play. So I think Philly is capable. I think Boston will win the game, but it will be a war if the Celtics don't find a way to score in the paint. That's what they have to do, score in the – they score in the paint. They dominated the boards yesterday, which is a surprise. Yeah, right. Celtics win the rebounding battle. They've won, you know, some crazy number of games. They've been, they've been successful, but they have to score in the paint and get high percentage shots, and I think that will help them out a lot. I mean, I think Brandon Bass will do better. It's hard to imagine. He can't do worse. He can't. I was going to say. He it's hard to do worse than he did yesterday. He, he was the hero in one game and essentially turned into the GOAT or disappeared in the next game. He right. has to give a better performance. And that's the thing about playoffs. If you play well one night, what everybody else demands is that you step up the next night and the night after. So you can't have just one giant game and get 18 points in one quarter and then all of a sudden only have four the next night. Can you tell us what did Ray say about his ankles? I mean, is he any chance that he gets better and that he feels better Saturday than he did last night? Probably not. No, uh, I wouldn't think. And he really didn't say as much about his ankle. He was just moving poorly. Yeah. And he was more or less talking about the calls that he wasn't getting. Uh, you know, everybody right now is in some discomfort, pain. Ray was in it for the longest time. And you can see there are times out there when Ray essentially looked like he was running on glass. Yeah. Because he, he, was, he didn't have the lateral movement. And if, if you don't have that against defenders and guys who are, when you're defending guys and guys who are quick uh, going either left or right, it, that definitely hurts you. Hey, Max, final question for me. Doc aptly described last night's game as random basketball with a bunch of empty possessions. Are empty possessions contagious when you get one and then you get two and then you start to get into this funk and that whole thing becomes just a a downward spiral with empty possessions that produce very little? If you are not playing, and, you know, I'm, I'm big into playing in the paint, in the painted area. If you're not playing in the paint and you start to shoot jump shots, that's feast and phantom. You, you, you can go either way with that. Mm-hmm. You're getting high percentage shots around the rim. Good things happen. One, you can get a, an offensive rebound. If you miss your shot, you can do that. You can get the guy in foul difficulty. You can go to the free throw line. And when you get the guy in foul difficulty, the one place he can't hurt you is when his behind is on the pine. Right. Hey, last uh, After the last game, Larry Bird called out his pacers called them soft. Uh, I think it was 28 years ago that he called you guys pansies. Mm-hmm. And you went out, and you went out, and I think it, the next game was the Rambus clothesline game, and you guys went out and won. Well, uh, how about he spelled the word? That, spelled and spelled it word. right. He would have spelled pansies, but he wasn't sure how. <laughs> well, uh, what, what, I'm like, all right, Larry. What happens tonight? Do, do his Pacers respond to that? I mean, obviously he was doing it for a reason. Uh, I think his Pacers get beat tonight. Uh, LeBron and D-Wade are on a roll right now. I think what the only difference in this game to me could be you don't have Hanslum. Uh, he is a guy who can rebound the basketball for you. In the one area the Pacers can hurt you, it would be if, if, and they haven't done this in the last couple of games, if they can get their bigs involved in the game. We don't have Haslam in there who's a rebounder for uh for Miami, it can really hurt them. But I still think that with D-Wade and LeBron playing the way they are right now, I think that they're going to win that game. Max, good talking to you. Always appreciate the basketball information, and uh, we'll be listening Saturday night. Good luck with Lisa Salter Saturday night. Yeah, she might be after you. Yeah, she's coming after you. Oh, thank you.
appreciate it. <laughs> Cedric Maxwell with Dennison Callahan on the AT&T hotline. AT&T 4G LTE with speeds up to 10 times faster than 3G. AT&T, everything possible. He is, and now explain this to me, Mr. TV guy. Mm. Why would you have Chris Webber and... Uh, and he would be Brown, Brown when he Maxwell is much, much better. Because Maxwell's busy doing the radio. The longer you go, the more tired you get. He couldn't do that. On, well, easily oh, do he that. could do that. more money in that? But he's under contract yes. right now. Do you think they he's do tied that? up. Now, Will Bond and Barry, they're all out there in L.A. Yes. Are they yes. there just to make it convenient for Magic? I heard that that was the case. That's unbelievable. That they go out, they the, move the whole show out there for those pearls He's of considered their marquee guy. Magic Johnson. <laughs> hey, he paid two billion dollars for the Dodgers. He's got to be smart, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah People a- watch because of Magic. No, they, they don't. Do. No, they don't. Boston still got a chance to win this game, so they can still advance. At halftime, he said that. When they I believe the score was 36-33 Boston. It was. It they were was, winning, yeah. and he assured us they still have a still chance, have a chance to, to win. win the game. Because I, I was thinking it was over. Over. Right? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.